hello and welcome to another member conversation with Rach. I'm here today with Amanda Walker, who is our chairperson, actually, of the WBN, among many other things. And according to her Twitter um, profile, she's a Dublin girl, a science geek, a business owner and a wine drinker. So I will hand you over to <laughs> Amanda. Just to give us a bit of a background about yourself, how you ended up um, in Yerricoin all the way from Dublin and, and a bit about your business. I'm based at Yerricoin, which obviously is in the Wheatbelt. I've been here um, nearly 20 years since I came here. Um, yeah, which sounds like a long time, really, actually. When I keep it in my head, <laughs> doesn't really feel like it's been that long. Well, when you think about it, you were you were in your twenties when you came over mm. uh, for your gap year. Mm. So when you look mm. at the difference of who you mm. were back then and and what you've achieved now, it, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's quite yeah. So I basically yeah, I met Tim, and then so I did I did keep traveling. I didn't just stay here. I did keep traveling, and then yeah, yeah. and then I went back to Ireland after I traveled for a couple of years. Went back to Ireland, and then I don't know things had just changed. Like Ireland was mm. a very different place. And again, I knew I didn't want to go into academia, but then looking at the uh, science options are really, when you're working as a research scientist or you're working in, in science, it, it's very specific career paths. And it's really at that mm. point in time, like now it's very different. You've got med tech, you've got startups, you've got a very different mm. business yep. spin on science-based um, career paths. Back then you didn't have that. It was pretty much, you, you went into academia or you went and worked yeah. for a pharmaceutical or you went and worked in a hospital. And I didn't really, really want to do either of those things or any of those things. So I did a fair few job interviews. My poor dad, I always remember him driving me around to these job interviews because he was secretly praying that I would get these jobs that I was applying for. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole moving back to Australia was off the cards. <laughs> Bless him. Um, and then when I had met Tim, when I met Tim, he had just sold a family farm. So he was also at a bit of a crossroads, I think, in his, his kind of life. Wasn't really right. sure what he was doing, what he wanted to do. So he bought this business, this business in Eurocoin. And I said, oh, yep. I can give you a hand for a while. So that was the plan. We were just going to do it for a little while and then just sell it and move on and maybe travel and do whatever. Um, and then, I don't know, it just, it was never, I suppose from the start, it was in, it was always setting the business up to sell. That was always our intention. Mm. And I think that could just early on got me thinking about, right, well, if we're, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but at the time, my intention to sell was to get the hell out. Like, who the hell, who, who would stay here? <laughs> you know, I was in my 20s, like, why would anyone move here? Yeah. So yeah. I suppose from that in, but in hindsight, looking back, yeah, that motivation was to get the business to a saleable point. So yeah. All those things that we started doing. And then, I don't know, then it just grew. And then we had kids and then we got married. Well, we got married, then we had kids. And then, I don't know, our lifestyle here is very good. And it was very mm. much... I don't know it's I really enjoyed I really enjoy working for myself and I really enjoy yeah. running a business um yeah. I don't always enjoy the challenges and the circumstances that that puts you in but I just I thought actually I could probably do this um one of my, my questions was sort of you've got um you've got Eurocoin traders and you started hmm. um well, it was only a few years ago the farm co so you've got you've got Eurocoin traders in Eurocoin and the farm co's in Mora um, mm. And what, I think you've set Farmco up to sort of be the online um, entity. Yeah, yeah, so yep, yep, yep. So Farmco started off as an on. So basically, we're we're small, like as in Eurocon is a small town, 
And we've always yeah. recognized that our market scope is quite small here. So we kind of looked at the e-com space to go, okay, right, well, how could we just sell more of what we're already mm. selling? And is an, on, is an online channel something that we can pursue? So we kind of started off um, quite small with that and played around with it. And yeah, it, it, it wasn't overnight success because I think with perfunctory products like farm supplies, there's only so much you can do mm. in that space. You know, it's not a consumer driven product. It's very much a business yeah. need driven product. Business. It's a yeah. very niche product, but we've, no, it's done quite well. So then we had that brand and everything ready. We, we had that brand set up and all that stuff. And then the opportunity came for us to um, open a store in Mora, which again, for yeah. us, Mora is a bigger center. It gives us a bigger market, basically market exposure up there. And also yeah. we're not so hamstrung by just where we are now at Eurocon. It's very much driven by broadacre farming. Um, yeah. very limited in terms of other avenues for in terms of diversifying our product portfolio so yep. moving to Mora for us was quite strategic in that in that respect because we we're able to diversify the business yeah so we're not just supplying one section of the agricultural market space yeah so we've yep. got a whole range of um client base we've got a whole range of, of clients now from market gardeners we do a bit of horticulture okay. supply stuff plus we have broadacre farmers plus we've got animals livestock cattle that kind of thing so we've got yeah, a really good broad yeah broad range within our markets but with within our customer segments which for us was quite important because you know if you just if you're reliant purely on one customer base and then you've got a drought or you've got a dry season mm. or you've got a frost or something like that it was for us that was a big um what was something that we we recognized definitely definitely you've, yeah you've 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 kind of addressed that in Eurocoin as well by adding in the um the cafe and the um mm. you do some uh, some gift lines and just trying yeah, I guess, to get yeah. the market yeah yeah and again recognizing where we are like our location at Europe but we're not on the main highway yeah we're not on a main highway and we're not in a big town so for us uh, with the Europe yeah. general store it's always been about giving people a reason to come to town yeah. so yeah we did we created it started off it was just a toasty maker we would do toasties <laughs> then we got a coffee machine and then we've got a fully we've got a full-on commercial kitchen (laughs) and we do which is really good so like it's we've got a a full-on we've got you know we've got a liquor license now as well so we've got that option for people to come they can have lunch they have we've got a this year we put an alfresco area in so we've added again we've added that space where for us it's all about giving people giving our community a place to come and connect and and yeah and, and get together as well so we do catering so the kitchen has kind of morphed. We've got a, it's, it's ground legs. So the Eurocoin business effectively has got, it's the Eurocoin traders general store and cafe is one kind of business. And then the farm co farm and rural, basically we've got a Eurocoin um, yeah. side to that business as well. And then we've got more, uh, but we've actually just opened right. up another shop in, in Bindoon. We've just opened a store in Bindoon uh, oh, last goodness. week. All right, yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's actually quite interesting because we, again, in the using the kind of Eurocon base as a bit of a test model, we've added like so we've got a really nice range of we've got a section that we call our home and giftwares and it's kind of a really nice range of curated stuff that we again people come to Eurocon they get delighted by that experience and then they mm. find things at our store that they don't find everywhere. So we kind yep. of thought I wonder if one of the things well biggest thing that we're missing for our location here is foot traffic so we just don't have the foot traffic that you would get mm. you know anywhere else. Yep. Um, so the opportunity came up um, for a store um, in Bindoon, which obviously is a bigger town and it's got lots more foot traffic. It's right on the highway. Mm. So we thought we just, right, well, it seems to work here. Can we test it in a bigger space? So then we've just opened up and it's actually called the Little Country 
store. So again, yeah. that's a, a little the little country store brand is one is one we created off the back of Eurocoin. And we've had that brand online. Yep. We've been selling that those products online for a couple of years now. So we've just kind of extended that into another physical space. So yeah. So as of now, as of today, we've got three. Well, we've yeah, effectively got three three different businesses. Yeah. Wow. Which which the, which have stemmed from our original business. So yeah. 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 Mm. And the beauty is that you all your admin and your accounting and you know you, mm. your policies and procedures and all that sort of stuff yep. is transferable from one to the other. So yep. uh, it, it, does, yeah, absolutely. it does, does make a lot of sense. So yeah, you obviously have a really good team around you. What are you doing to yeah. you know, attract and yeah. keep them and, and keeping that um, positive team environment going? What's happening there? Oh, oh. Well, basically, I tell people when they come and work for me, that's it. They never leave. <laughs> Just leave them <laughs> an option. Leave us not an option. Um, we're very blessed. We're very, very, very lucky with our, the, the people that we have around us, Rach. Um, mm. And I know that's something that, you know, just even through talking to other businesses, we've got Business Network, like it's the biggest yeah. challenge for businesses right yeah. now is staff. Um, yeah. we, I th- we strive really, really hard to look after our staff, obviously, and make sure that they are part of our business. Um, mm. They don't just work for us; they work with us. They're very much yeah. a part of our business as we as we've grown and as we continue to grow. Um, I don't know. I don't have. I don't think I do anything, any one thing particularly differently, or have any you know reason why we've got really good staff. I think it's just something that you've got to be prepared to keep working on and yep. keep working at as a business owner. Mm. I think mm. it's you know people need your time, and you've got to invest in those relationships with your staff. And I think that you really have to go uh, above and beyond to make sure that they know that they're valued. Yeah. And maybe that is something that I, we do quite well. Mm. Like, obviously, you've got to pay them well and you've got to remunerate. You've got all those other things. But I think for me, it's about every one of my team knows how much that we love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, no, sounds really, that sounds really fluffy when you're talking in a business context. But it's for so me, important. I suppose, over the last couple of years, well, we haven't yeah. been, we wouldn't be able to grow like I wouldn't be able to continue to grow if we didn't have no. for me it's all about the foundation so the foundations have to be right for us to build and for us yep. to grow and if those foundations aren't right well it's never going to happen so yeah no, exactly. so that's I suppose yeah that's yeah so it started off with just Tim and I and now I think we've got nearly with nearly 20 staff so good hey. yeah. um now you've got your third store and um and you you wear so many different hats so let me just so Amanda's like, she's a business owner. You've been the WDC chairperson. You're a strategic planning consultant, a mentor, the chairperson for the WBN. Um, and Amanda, just from experience, is one of the most passionate um, business advocates that we have in the wheat belt. We're very lucky to have her. How do you manage all these things and manage your time and sort of what impact or um, how does it help your business? doing all these different um, jobs? That's a really interesting question, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I don't think it's something that I, like I don't deliberately set myself up to take on all these roles, I suppose. Like I'm not, mm. a, I'll only take on a role if I believe that I can add value to that exactly. role or I believe that it's a, it's a role or it's a it's a group or a cause that, yeah. Um, it aligns closely to what I believe in so like 
you know I've yep. been involved with WBN for a long time and it's something that I'm quite passionate about because I really see how it impacts our local communities I really see I really I recognize the importance that our local our local businesses play in our small country towns and yep. the more that we can do to support them to encourage them to facilitate them on a better path to growth whatever it is just yeah. get behind it just get behind yeah. it I think and that's something that I am really passionate about particularly because it's hard like regional businesses mm. are hard enough and we, yeah. we've got businesses particularly it's it's bloody hard right so mm. let's champion let's be each other's champions and let's get yeah. behind each other and that's what I get from WBN WBN yeah. for me is all about it's it, it is businesses supporting businesses so I love that and plus it's great you meet people and it's awesome um yeah, I think yeah, yeah. from yeah so my role I was I've I was just a board member with with um, Wheatbelt Development Commission, which was okay. the first time I was appointed to a government board. Um, and I found that was a really interesting one because you actually get to have conversations with the people who make those policy-based decisions. Mm. So anything to do with economic development in our region was something that we could contribute to, or you know, you had a yeah. you had a you had a you you were contributing that voice. And again, that I think layered on top of my role with WBM. Yeah, um, definitely. So and. With the mentoring thing, I don't necessarily think of, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a word that I would use, but I just think that as business owners, if we want other businesses to grow, like those of us have, who have been doing it for a while, just share, you, share your experiences and share your time. Just give yep. people, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, oh, I've been thinking about blah, 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 you know, yep. what do you think is a business idea? I'm like, do it, you know, do it, do it, do it. Not do it as in if it's, obviously got to be a good idea but yeah. I think yeah and again this comes back to community and this comes back to what we get from within the WBN it's that business building community and that I yeah. feel really strongly about because you know that whole rising tide yeah definitely ships just really really resonates with me because it, it's so true it really it is. is so true hey so where do you, so, you where do you see business in the wheat belt sort of in 20 years time hmm that's a really interesting question. I've been thinking about this. Mm. I think that I think there's a there's you know there's a lot of I don't know. I think the wheatfield at the moment. So I am like where we are now. I think the wheatfield is a great place to have a business and to own a business and to be in business. I think yep. if you look at agriculture, obviously you you've got to you've got to base your business in the wheatfield around the influences of agriculture because that's our primary yeah. driver. But I do think up until I do think there's a lot of potential diversification options in the pipeline aside from just agriculture at the moment. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Like I think obviously we're starting to see that mining mining influence in the wheat belt. Yep. We're also starting to see that tourism influence in the wheat belt. So I do think yeah. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of positive factors boosting business alongside that massive stimulus from agriculture. Um, mm. I think if we can leverage what we we already have I think in 20 years time the wheat belt will be a really I don't think it's going to drastically change but I think that it definitely has got the scope to stay on that same trajectory that it is now like I think I don't think there are small towns and towns are getting smaller and schools are getting smaller I mean our little school at Eurocoin is we've only got 10 kids so the community yeah. issue and the population issue I think is quite real um yeah but I think that as a business you've got to get on board and you've got to be aware of what those changes are and prepare your business for what may or may not happen. 
Um, yeah. And I think and the opportunities too, because yeah, um, absolutely. As you said, like opportunities. Tourism. I think um, the last couple of years have shown us that you know people are, and 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 it's a momentum that you kind of got to go. I know it's really hard mm. when you're actually in a business and and it's so everything's so busy and um, mm. but you've got to think, okay, we've got this now. We want we want to keep this for the you know get this momentum and build on it. Um, yeah. And start looking yeah. at how we're going to keep this going. A bit like you know where yeah. the south coast and um, the southwest was 20, 30 years ago in the, in their burgeoning yeah. tourism industry. Um, I think the wheat belt's kind of at that stage. Um, so mm. yeah, it'd be great to see some of these you know these smaller, especially like like these tourism businesses upskill and yeah. and sort of build, yeah. build their capacity and and that would in turn can yeah. build the towns yeah. yeah honestly i'm really excited i mean we've, we've got three businesses in the wheat belt and i really hope yeah. that we can continue to, to grow and 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 have more because yep. i think i love where i live i love the community that we're part of and i really want to see yep. you know i really want that to be part of our business's future so um yeah, yeah i suppose i do i do feel quite optimistic yeah Oh, good. No, that's that's great, great insight. And um, so, any any funny stories that come to mind? Anything that's occurred in the come past through your door? Oh, lordy, lordy. Uh, well, two weeks ago, I suppose I was. No, three weeks ago, I was driving through Bindoon and I saw a sign on a <laughs> empty window, and I the property it said like this business was released and I never noticed a sign in the window that said business for, like premises for lease before so I went and I came home to my husband and I said oh there's a, that property in Bindoon that space is for lease what do you reckon do you reckon we should go and have a look at it and then I, I literally went had a look at it and then I came into the team the next day and said oh hey guess what we're opening a shop in Bindoon <laughs> and literally they just went from where to go I signed the lease on the Friday got the keys on the Monday opened the business on the opened the shop on the Thursday so it was a five-day turnaround <laughs> how did you fit it out that's been that's been quite funny actually that was quite funny when I look back at that now that I go is... that's actually quite funny <laughs> yeah and people were sticking their head in going oh my god what are you guys doing you're I don't, we said oh we're opening a shop and they oh when are you opening your shop oh uh Friday <laughs> this week. so so that that's was incredible. that was actually quite good yeah it was so awesome you, it was such a good thing how did you fit it, it out such a good thing to do in that time yeah, I just, I just did. I just went, I literally spent, um, mapped it out, did a bit of planning. Like I just, I kind of had no knew in my head what I wanted, but I wanted to wanted demonstrate to, to myself that I could do it really quickly, that I could, if I wanted to, I could get the, take the opportunity, set up a, a even in that pop-up sense, pop up a shop, make it, yeah, make it viable, yep. Yep. lean. So it's minimal setup cost just to prove that I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I think that was quite funny. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. So as a final wrap-up, what's your go-to app for keeping on top of all your day-to-day or, or an app that you couldn't live without? It doesn't have to be business road. Um, I probably don't have one. Probably one thing I can't – well, I use um, – we use Microsoft Teams, so probably my Teams app because it's got yep. my calendar. It's got – yeah, it's got all our Teams channels. So that's kind of the gateway to all things in our business. Yeah, so probably yeah, Microsoft Teams, yeah, um, which I love, by the way. Yes, love it. Love I'd have to teams. agree with you because yeah. it's just ever expanding mm. with all the millions of little mm. apps you can put in it. Bloody awesome! I know, I know, yeah, and it's it's um, really easy to use. So yeah, Microsoft Teams is probably my go-to. 
<laughs> so, so you want yeah. you find yourself on the road a fair bit now with the three businesses, um, like yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. We're pretty lucky. We've got really good staff, so all of our businesses are staffed really well and not yeah. so dependent on me being there all the time, which was always our goal. Yes, um, exactly. So I try. It doesn't always work that way because if somebody's sick or if somebody's on holidays, there's always that gap to kind of fill in. Um, yeah. But I try and be a bit more structured with my time and make sure that we have, I have got set days where I'm available to, to the operation oh, yeah. side of the business. And then I try and have it so that I'm set days where I've got meetings or I've got more like strategic work. So it doesn't, I struggle. That's probably one thing I do struggle with is that balance between not mm. being involved in everything and trying to yes. step away so that you can oversee everything as most business owners do yeah yeah that's right uh, and, that's, and that's what we're always aiming for is that you know that that old adage they say work on your business not in it um mm. you, know, I, you know the beauty of small business is that the beauty of small business is that it is owned by you and you are very much a part of that business because that quite often is what gives that business as you you know unique unique kind of um selling point but at the same mm -hmm. time, it can sometimes be to the detriment of the business because you are so invested in it you and so yeah. involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I, I know from the businesses I've worked with across the week, well, certainly that's something that we all, we all mm -hmm. struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. So yeah. it is really hard, but I think you've got to, you just got to be a bit more, I've got to be a bit more strict with myself and, you know, yeah. try and keep, you keep your eye on that big picture because yeah, you need to be exactly. looking at that big picture and continually looking at where that where that horizon is and where you're sitting in that horizon so yeah no yeah, that, that, I think that is a pivotal piece of advice mm. for businesses is mm. is just reminding yourself to look at the big picture um mm. you know from time to time um and and where yeah. you and where you want to be so all right well I would yeah. like to thank you yeah. so yeah. much for your time Amanda um it was great Thank I you, had Rachel. like 500 more, more questions I want to ask you, but <laughs> I, once I started, I don't really I feel stop. like I've, um, <laughs> that's okay. I don't really feel like I've probably answered any of your questions. I feel like I've just rambled on. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 it's, no. But it's you great. know, I am Irish, so I, I think a skill of mine, I do, I, I can ramble on. I can't do it. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Lovely. Thanks for um, giving me the opportunity to have this chat. And yeah, always love talking to you. And yeah. Love Team WBN and what you guys do. It's wicked. Thank you. Keep going. Yep, and we love yeah, your input too. Going. Thank you for listening to today's WBN Member Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share it across your socials or snap a photo where you're listening from and send it to us via Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. If you're interested to find out more about WBN, or want to sign up as a member, head to www.wheatbeltbusinessnetwork.com.au.